Hey everybody, Nicole Rodriguez, registered dietitian nutritionist here with Dave Sharotsky. <laughs> We're already off to a good start. The food, the foodborne unicorn with us again. <laughs> That's but a good tonight, name. Tonight we have private chef, previous star of both Hell's Kitchen and Chopped, Woo! Mr. Frank Bellotti. What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing? Oh, my goodness. We are Welcome so... Go, Frank. We're so pumped for this tonight, and we're going to talk some important issues with Frank. But before we get into all of that, so I know Frank from the, the beef circuit, I guess you could say. We met at a beef event in Kentucky, and... You know, out of nowhere, we're in, we're in a kitchen. We're supposed to be like doing a taste test for burger meats or, or something. Like, oh, is this too lean? Blah, blah, blah. Frank's in a corner making freaking beef tartare that would like blow. Oh, I your, forgot about that. <laughs> it would blow your freaking mind. So, so that's my, that's my Frank memory. But when I, when I showed Dave your social media, Dave said, wait a minute. So it turns out that you and Dave have already met before, and it's, it's nothing untoward. So I think I can let Dave maybe fill in some gaps for you and see if it rings a bell. Yeah, please. So it was a bathroom in Vegas. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I was actually, I was just in Vegas, so you just blew my mind. Son <laughs> <laughs> of a bitch, it's him. No, so, so Frank, I know you're probably not going to remember this, but... Um, mm. I'm good friends with Christine Hazel, who was also on Hell's Kitchen. And she did, I think it was a taste yes. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Talk about the one at, at uh, Valley Forge? Yeah, Valley Forge. Yes. Right, I was helping her out, and, and I got to meet you one time. And That's I was, right. I was probably a complete fanboy and everything, and we got to, like, hang out afterwards, and I'm like, oh, my fucking God, this is real. <laughs> But it was so good to meet you, and I, I know you probably don't remember, but it was No, now I remember. No, I, I listen, I now I remember. But this was like, what, two, two, three years ago? Probably about three years ago now, yeah. Yeah. But do you still do the, the food tours and the circuits and everything, or not so much? I, I do. I just didn't, I couldn't make the, the Philadelphia and the Lancaster this one. Uh, this time around, I did uh, Vegas and Washington State. Very cool. Very cool. What'd you make? Uh, Vegas, I did a pork tenderloin. Um, this was a little mixed up with the ingredients, so they didn't get the right stuff. So I went with pork tenderloin and I did that marinated. I did it Asian style. Frank, you, you are a legit chef. I Google stuff. No. So take us back, Frank. Where did it all start? Like, where did it come yes. from? Um, well, honestly, it started for me, like helping my mother and father in the kitchen. I used to run around with the wooden spoon. My mother used to hit me with the wooden spoon. I used to run around with the wooden spoon. <laughs> Wait, Frank, you're, Ital Frank you're Italian? No way. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Clearly Irish. Clearly. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Irish accent for a second. <laughs> so you're running around with the wooden spoon, helping out mom and dad. Yeah, and then uh, I remember watching Lydia and uh, Mary and Esposito. Obviously, your parents tell you, like, you know, don't play with fire, don't play with knives. And my thing was I played with knives and I played with fire, which is not – I mean, it's kind of frowned upon, but 
that's where I am now. And here you are. That, that's the takeaway for the kids. Yeah, just if you're gonna do it, make a career out of it. <laughs> yes, that might be that might be the quote of the day. If you're going to play with knives and fire, make a career out of it. At least get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. But um, I was watching that, uh, watching the TV, and I was like, oh, I can make prosciutto bread. I mean, now we're going into baking, but I when I first made that is like when I realized like. My family, I went to like a 4th of July party in Jersey and my, I did it there. Like I thought, oh, let me just cook for them. So I was in okay. there for like three hours making this bread for me. And how, and how old were you at the time? Um, probably like nine, eight, nine. Wow. Wow. That's very cool. And I made it, it for them. Like, it was love from there, right? Say again? So that was it. It was love from there. Yeah, I mean, I just saw that everybody, like, whether they did it just because I was uh, I was a kid and they were like, oh, my God, this is great. They probably did because of that. But, like, I saw the, like, I made them, I affected their lives somehow. You know, like, everybody was happy. I had something I made. And that's where it came about. So what was your, what was your first uh, cooking job, like, in a proper kitchen? What was your first gig? Uh, proper kit. Well, I mean, I started in a ravioli shop. I cut the tip of my finger off that my mother wouldn't let me li uh, work there anymore. Oh, I was no. like, oh, that was, that was a, a story and a half. I, did you geez. find, did you find the tip of your finger? Yeah. Well, I was cutting all the dry sausage up in the ravioli shop and there's two beautiful women come in mm. and I was like, I don't know, I was 14, 15. I should not have been on the slicer, but... <laughs> Oh, this is like a deli slicer? Is this a deli slicer? Yeah, it's a deli slicer. I'm not supposed to be on it. <laughs> no, I think, like, by law, you're not supposed to be on that. Yeah. yeah. By law, I'm definitely not supposed to be on it. But, I mean, they can't get in trouble now because they closed. But. That's why. <laughs> but the girls come in and they're like, oh, we're having a sauce. Like, my, the boss asked, like, he was young, but he's not, like, young like me. He's young like us. Okay. And he's going. Oh, what are you doing? All the sausage. Oh, we're having a sausage party. You boys coming or whatever? I just turned. Yes. <laughs> I looked at it. And I didn't realize that this even happened. No idea. <laughs> and I'm bleeding all over the place. And the my uh, Spanish friend comes running over that doesn't speak English, and he's telling me like he's like going like hand motions, like squirting <laughs> off my finger. I'm like. What do you do? Oh wow, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> so then my mother picked me up from work. Eventually, I kept my hand in my pocket. She didn't know I did it, so I kept my hand in my pocket. She's like, "Put your hand out of your pocket." And I'm like, "Why? No, it's fine." I take it out. She starts freaking out. She's crying. I said, "No, no, ma, don't worry about it. I got the other piece right here." Sent her through the roof. Going to the hospital, I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. It's fine. We just put it back together. It's fine. <laughs> and then I wasn't allowed to work there. And then uh, I went away to, I worked in first kitchen would be Cafe Bondi. Um, it was about 16, 17. So I'm hanging out in the back of this restaurant. Wait, wait, can I stop you for what happened with the girls at the sausage party? Yeah, how was the sausage party? I, that, I never made it. I never made it to the party. Because you're in the yard ER with, with your other part of your finger. Yeah, I'm walking. I'm in the back calling my grandfather, 
Pop, what do you think I should do? And he's like, ah, do you have glue? Is there glue around? <laughs> and he was being serious. I found out that yeah. he's actually serious. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a legit remedy. Yeah. And I didn't know that at the time. I went to Cafe Bondi. I was in the back. It was like 16, 15, 16. And everybody knew that I wanted to be a chef. And all the older kids and then older guys, they're always like, oh, Frank, you always want to go out. You always want to go, like, you want a party. You want to go out and hang out. You're never going to be able to do that if you become a chef. So everybody was trying to deter me from this lifestyle. Uh. And... I'm in the back with about 20 kids. Who's doing what? We're all doing things that we're not supposed to be doing. And my friend's father comes, pulls up in the car, and he goes, Frankie, come here. You like doing all this, right? And I was like, yeah. So he takes me through the kitchen and says, now, picture you're not going to do this ever again because you're going to be back here. Tells the chef that I'm now working there. He has nothing to do with this restaurant, mind you. Goes in the back of the restaurant, talks to the chef, and says, he's working here. He doesn't clean dishes. He doesn't do the prep. You have him on the line. They wanted to break me. That was the whole point of it. Yeah. And I wound up loving it. And then but I went away But that's the power of a man in Staten Island can just walk into the back of a restaurant and be like, hey, this... Yeah. <laughs> this, you were going to put this guy on your line. And, and, and yeah. So how long did you stay, like, working the line? And then you were, like, a young kid, so, like, 16, 17 years old. Uh, the, the chef hated me in the beginning because I didn't know anything. I thought I did. I mean, cooking for your family and friends. Yeah. I'm sure you guys know, it's like completely different from, you know, in a kitchen. It took me like 45 minutes to bread a piece of chicken for this guy. <laughs> and he's like, I can't do this anymore. Like, go downstairs, go pound out chicken. I said, no, I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> wow. I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> wow. So, so explain the turn from where it went from like uh, cooking at home to being like a pro. What was like your pivotal moment in that right. first job, do you think? Uh, cleaning all the monkfish in the basement. Oh. Uh, I hated it, but I loved it at the same time. I had to clean a lot of monkfish. I've never seen anything so ugly in my life at that time. And now I absolutely <laughs> love it. It's like I grew to, grew to uh, love all of this. And then I went away to school for it. And, and where did you go to school? Uh, Johnston and Wales in Rhode Island. Okay, that's what I thought. That's a, uh, for anyone who does not know, that is, that's pretty much the culinary school destination on the East Coast. Is that fair to say? Yeah, between that and CIA. CIA, you know, yeah. They pretty, credit, but pretty, sometimes pretty, like less credit. <laughs> you feeling good? You feeling like you know what you're doing? Like, was that a whole different world? How was that compared to everything else? It's never really an act academic person like I was I was never into like the like the book part of school I was always hands-on I mean, even if it had nothing to do with what I was doing I was drawing I was doing the, the other stuff so the way that school worked was half of the time I was sitting there and I had a terrible ADD so you have ADD so you get to the oh. so you get to the books <laughs> so you get to the books and and it, yes. that's a lot different than being in the kitchen yeah, so like, I'm like, oh, my God, like, what do I got to do? Like, I go into meat cutting. That was at my first class, Ooh. meat cutting. And I'm like, I'm stoked to do this. I'm stoked to do meat cutting. But then the guy opens up a book, and I had to read, and I had to do this. And I was like, this is going to suck. And then we went on to the hands-on of the actual butchering of the lamb, full nine yards. And 
I did very well on the hands-on stuff. And then the other stuff, I was just like, eh, I don't need to know. Now, all the things that I weren't, wasn't paying attention to past few years, I went back and redid all of that because I realized okay. the importance of it. I learned something new every day from anybody. And you try, you try to transform your own uh, style of cooking. Like when I, when I met you in uh, Philly, I think, I think that year I had the squash soup, the spice bisque. You did. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And yes, I did. And um, I mean, you have a traditional way of doing it, and then I kind of do it my way now. Now I'm adding curry, turmeric, coriander, peanut butter. It's like, you know, just Yum. like things that... Yeah, smart. You know, it, 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 you play you play around with things, and then you got to go back to the classics, otherwise you can't come up with new stuff. So you always have to sort of like go back to the bones of technique, right? Yeah, well, make sure, yeah, make sure those exactly are mastered. Right. It used to be everything was plated out a very specific way, and now you have a lot more leeway. So, like, how much do you think that is influenced by? current dining culture in terms of social media like how much is social media impacting what we're now seeing on our plates when we go to a restaurant or if someone like yourself is coming to you know cook in your home well social media i think is a gift and a curse um because one it obviously inspires all it inspires me you you and it inspires all of us to create new dishes gives us new ideas and um but the, another thing is social media. This might be off topic is where now everybody thinks that they're a foodie because they follow food pages. Like I I used to love to draw. I still kind of do, but I used to love to draw. And if I put a picture up, that's just me expressing myself. So that's the same idea with food to yeah. a certain extent. Don't pass yourself off as being a chef because you watch TV. And another thing was, yeah, it's, it's another thing was everybody coming out of culinary school. Now with, you know, the whole, I had Marion Esposito, I had Lydia, I had, you know, reruns of Julia Childs, like that, I wasn't aspiring to be on TV. I was aspiring to do for the food. And now everybody goes to culinary school thinking that they're going to be on TV. And they, as soon as they graduate, they're a chef. It's not the case. You're not, you're not a chef. You're just. You're going to go into a restaurant working, you know, the worst parts of the job. Nobody in that restaurant is calling you chef, by the way. <laughs> For a long, long time, right? Yeah. So what's that like? What, what, what's the first typical job out of school into culinary? I did things so ass backwards. I'm not even joking. Like, I don't know if I can curse or what. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, this is explicit language marked on iTunes. You have, you have free reign. So. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I really. I we're not mincing. We're not mincing words on food, sex, politics. We want the uh, unabridged want the version. version. Yeah. Ex exactly. Gotcha. It's after eight thirty. We let it. We, we let it loose. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I like this. I like this. Um, what was I saying? Uh, this is what my ADD is like on fire. So, every, so everyone thinks that you did it so different. Like what was your path versus what would have been like a normal path, I guess. I mean, as like going back to what I said before, like I was thrown directly into the fire and I was 
pretty much fucking up every day. Like I was, and not really being helped. It was like, get, get out of my kitchen. Like, what are you doing? But I had to be there. My guy, my, like one of my best friend's father is like, no, he's working here. So they had to listen to him at that point. And I was pretty much bullied in a different way than you would be coming directly out of school working uh i don't know like garmage or just working prep station and if you're coming up in like in a big restaurant i was doing in a mom and pop restaurant you know so it was a completely different avenue you should i i would say work for danny balloon um uh michael white like work for these chefs and take the abuse it's going to make you a stronger person i just took the abuse completely in a different way you know it was uh, ass backwards meaning i was where everybody wanted to work up to me i was there but getting beat back down you know so so where's the first place where you where you walked in like people were like calling you we're calling you chef or did that happen like as a result of the tv stuff like what was the order no 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 my first executive chef job i was 22 or 23 oh my god okay yeah and it was a 40 seat restaurant like that sounds like a big deal to be like an executive chef at 23 uh yeah yeah it was it was i mean i was glorified head chef but I mean, head chef, executive chef at that point, it was just like, all right, let's just, you know, we're going to call them the executive chef, which is the same thing as the head chef at that point, because I'm working for that restaurant. So, the, I mean, I was just the highest up there. I created the whole menu. Twenty two. They took a huge risk on me. And then the following year, I was Michelin recommended. Wow. Which, which was really, really cool. And, um, and so, this is in New York, Frank? This is in Staten Island. Wow. So and this is still was, the mom and pop place, or you'd moved on since no, then? This was a different mom and pop place. So this was a, a whole different restaurant group, and they had the property. They wanted. I worked for them in other restaurants, and they were like, do you want to do something crazy? And I was like, yeah, because that's all I wanted to do. Was I just didn't want to just cook Italian. I was doing it for years, so I became bored of just Italian at that time so i had so many other tricks up my sleeve from just you know learning from other chefs and going to school learning the different international dishes and i started blending my own um flavors this guy that's working in a mom and pop shop end up on fox that i went as a plus one to uh this big fundraiser in Long Island. It was a hospitality bowl. And I see a chef out there. So, like, my thing is I love to network. I love to talk to people. And I see, uh, I go as a plus one. My date is somewhere. I've drifted off for a minute. And I start talking to him and realizing, oh, this guy's on, on that show. I didn't know what show exactly. Just I don't get a chance to watch TV being in that industry. Like, you don't get the same time slots, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I know this guy, seen him, blah, blah, blah. And talking to him and he's like, listen, uh, do you 
should be on the show. I was like, uh, sure, why not? And I give him my card. He gives me his card. He's like, I'll call you tomorrow. And I get that all the time. I'll call you tomorrow. I'll call you tomorrow. He actually called. So he called. And I was like, wow. He's like, all right, be, in, be over here at this time. And then I went on a bunch of interviews, tryouts and whatnot. Flew out to California twice and did their whole entire interview process. And then they surprised me out, out here in Staten Island and told me that I was going to be on the show. And this was, so, and this is Hell's Kitchen. That's Hell's Kitchen, yeah. Okay. So what's it like the first time you meet Gordon Ramsay? What's it like FaceTime with like these monsters? I'm not, I'm never really a starstruck person, but I mean, he uh, obviously had an effect on me. It was like, holy shit, it's really, I mean, Gordon Ramsay's tall, uh, he's just as tall as I am. I might be a little bit taller, but eye to eye how, with this how, guy. How tall are we talking? Yeah, Frank's tall. I'm 6'4", so he's got to be like 6'3", six, 6'2". Six, he's up there. He's definitely tall. And I was I think I was the youngest one on the show, except for one girl. And, I mean, not to be int- – I was grateful for every little anything. If you told me to go fuck myself, I was grateful for that. I was like, all right, yeah, all right, no problem. <laughs> Fine. So is he coming at you like as like a TV angle, or do they talk to you behind the scenes, or what? What what's the dynamic actually like? Um, pretty much. I mean, the camera's on twenty four hours, seven days. Wow. It's it doesn't stop rolling. So there's no. A lot of people ask me, "Oh, how is he off camera?" There is no off camera. So he was really a awesome, awesome, sweet person. Like he really was a nice guy. And, uh, like, I think I'm a nice guy, but I've been a dick in the kitchen. You know? <laughs> I'm a fairly nice guy. I, I calm down a lot, but uh, I used to get yelled at a lot as a kid. So, like, I wasn't really intimidated by anybody yelling at me. So, but being trained by him was, uh, he would come up and be like, tell you to do something a certain way. Like, not necessarily do it for you but like come right right out on your neck and just tell you to do it a certain way and you're like at this point you know that i mean gordon rams is right here he's like breathing down your neck and telling you all right you got to do this now how far did you make it and what got you sent home i made it right before the black jackets and i got sent home because i decided to drink heavily in vegas Oh, and uh, yeah, my, I was drinking heavily in Vegas, and I see uh, no fault in your ways. Say again. I see no fault in your ways. No, no. <laughs> but um, and then other things that happened that I'm not even gonna get into. Um, but I wound up screwing up. I mean, the show shows that I screwed up. Um, um, Stephen Tyler and Mia Tyler's uh salmon. No. Pretty, yeah, pretty epically, too. Um, the way to go out was a bang, man. Does that mean that you that, that was edited that way, or what, what does that mean? Ah, that's whatever you saw on TV. That's what, that's what it was. Okay. Exactly okay. how you saw it. Yeah. But um, it, was, it was definitely, I mean, if I was to go out, I mean, I went out. I got kicked out off the show. Well, we were lined up. 
It was it's very it was, it was like I think the first time in history that that's happened. What what so, do you mean while you were lined while you were lined up? Like we would line up um after service. Okay. Like in, in a straight line and uh like the red team and the blue team just so happened I went over to the red team at that at that point. And uh like we were done with everything. And we all lined up and then he's like, All right, everybody go upstairs and then he was like, Nah. I can't do that. Everybody back down says, Frank, uh, you, you made a promise to me, blah, blah, blah. Um, you got to go. Oh, man. It sucked. It sucked. We actually wrote, I wrote him a note from like a day before. I wrote him a note. Chance told him. I palmed him the note like it was a drug deal. <laughs> if you watch that scene like I'll, I'll actually I'll send it to you guys later he looks at it like I palm it to him and he's like what the fuck is this he's like looking at his hand like you didn't know what I was dancing on. like way to be the street man like <laughs> what you gotta do is just accept it and put it in your pocket <laughs> come on was it just like laden with threats <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably why he said, look what he's giving me. Right. <laughs> that's probably why. But, um, what do you call it? Uh, it was more like just like showing him gratitude, saying like, listen, I'm not going to disappoint you. And what did I do? I just completely bombed. So then you get kicked off. What happens next? You go right home or you get to hang out in LA for a little bit. What happens? Well, no, I'm, I, they kept me there and then surprised me and said that I was coming back for the finale. So I oh. was there, stayed there, and then I went to the finale and got kicked off again. Anything worth doing <laughs> is worth overdoing. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, you guys don't remember me? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I got so, kicked off again on Brian's team. And I don't remember why. Actually, that's the only episode I really don't remember much of, and I don't know why. It's like the grand finale, and... I don't remember much of it. Was that also in Vegas? No, that no. was uh, no, still on the set. I think. So the whole time, are you just like off in a hotel room, or where do they keep you? Uh, pretty much uh, off premise, but I'm there with um, supervision. Where I mean, you really don't know what's going on in the world. So I had no, I didn't have a phone. I don't have. Phone, TV, newspaper. I don't know what day it is. What, what kind of supervision? Do you have like a babysitter outside your door? A babysitter right there. Like like in your room? No, nah, nah, I mean, we would sleep. You get to sleep by yourself. I think I was the only one that actually had my own room. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty yeah. intense. But the but the impetus for you getting kicked off was some um, salmon that was so not up to par for Steven Tyler and Mia Tyler. It was not even that it was up to par. The, the salmon that when I went back up to go see that salmon that I just dropped off. I mean, it was a completely it was fucked. Wow. <laughs> it really was. Just, I, I didn't even see salmon that looked like that. Damn. Have Have you cooked for other famous people? Uh, I have. I've cooked for quite a few, actually. That's very um, cool. Can you name drop any? I can name drop a few. I mean, I just recently uh, I cooked for 
He's all right. Uh, you know, uh, I Donald, Donald Trump Jr. No. Yeah. You went to and, culinary school to make well-done steak and ketchup? No, I, I cooked for his son. <laughs> his son, right? No. But believe it or not, his son is, I mean, his son is uh, such an awesome person. I don't, but go ahead. Wait, is it, and this is, wait, and this is Eric or this is Don Jr.? Don Jr. Don Jr. who now dates Kimberly Guilfoyle, right? Yeah, I said, she's yeah. a sweetheart too. How does, how does she look in person? Beautiful. Because I can't believe how old she is. I mean, I think she looks. I don't know how old she is. I don't ask. I think I she's like, no, she's like 50 years old. She looks pretty amazing. I have really? to say. Wow, she looks yeah. incredible. She looks amazing. Like, I so I was wondering that. if in person she looks as good as she does no, like in photos. She is... No, she's, she's absolutely beautiful. So how, how vetted do you have to be to cook for Don Jr.? Is there like secret um, services and everything else? To make sure you're not uh, his stuff. There's a lot of secret service. Um, so, like, when I was out in the Hamptons, um, I cooked for this uh, awesome family. He's a builder out in the Hamptons. And, I mean, the guy's just a wonderful, wonderful person. And um, when he told me that the president was coming, I was like, president of what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean the president's coming? Of what? Petco? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the United States. Get the fuck out of here! No, he's not. And sure enough, I was at the fundraising rally, and the president of the United States was right across from me, talking about a lot of topics that I see how the media spins the hell out of. I feel like if there was a camera in there, um, because I see how how this is. I know how TV is. Telling jokes and then made it an impersonation. <laughs> like I'm saying to myself, they would never show what led up to that. They're only going to show that part. And then I'm like, oh my God, that would look so bad if they just showed that part. Imagine that. I, we could, each one of us could tear apart this whole entire conversation, make one of us sound like an asshole. You, you know? It'll be that me. is so accurate. <laughs> now, did he, did he eat your food? I don't think so because I cooked for everybody in the morning and the afternoon. I cooked uh, breakfast and lunch for uh, pretty much everybody in the White House. And then uh, I don't think that he had anything because he was at another fundraiser. Now, something and, like because he was at McDonald's or how does that work? Street. Probably. Um, say again? So something like that, you have a set menu or how does that work? I pretty much just did whatever I felt like I was going to do. That's awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah, so that, that was, like, really cool. And then eventually he, uh, Tim and Donald uh, Jr. Um, hired me to, well, invited me to cook for them, let's say. And then um, I cooked for them and all the kids. And I got to tell you, like, I didn't know how this was going to go. Like, I was yes, sir, no, sir. They were the most relaxed, coolest people he was offering to help me like cook he's like oh like i'm gonna make the donuts so he's making donuts right next to me all the kids yes uh yes chef and he, i was like no you don't have to call me chef like okay frank and like they were so cute these little kids but um all very respectful um and he really loves food so it was like a cool conversation to not just say yes sir no sir 
and just do my business and not talk. Is there, any, is there any like political talk going on or it's just all no. nothing? Okay. No, I no, no, I don't talk politics to begin with. But So um, this is like Don Jr. relaxing with the kids. Yeah. And being he, a dad at home. He's being a dad at home, right? He's just being a dad at home. You happen yeah. to be there making fresh donuts and yeah. hanging out, talking some food. And then I didn't even ask him to <clears throat> he recorded it. He blasted me out. And wow. that was really cool. Like I, I never ask anybody. I, I never ask anybody to do any of that stuff. But um, he just naturally did it, and he was just like making uh, donuts with my friend uh, Frank Pilati. And I was like, wow, that's really, really cool. That's so. Now this whole thing is there like secret service over you, making sure you're not like dumping bleach in there or anything? I don't know where they were, but I know it. Well, I've seen them all. Like when I first approached the house. They're like, how you doing, Frank? I was like, how'd you know it was Frank? They're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> I got you. Oh, it's you guys. Okay. I got you. <laughs> so you're not the gardener. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't know where they were. So, like, at any given point, I mean, they're very, very protected. But uh, down to earth, you would never even know. Was there, like, a certain point where, like, you're walking down the street and somebody sees you and recognizes you? Like, wh when was that? Uh, I remember going to Puerto Rico, and I'm not going to say the hotel or the casino, but <laughs> that guy, uh, the guy that ran the whole thing recognized me, and he took very well, like, very good care of me. And it was maybe six months after it was done. So... That, that was a pretty cool feeling at that point. It's like I'm in a different – I'm not in a different country, but, you know, I'm not nowhere near New York. And there, it's always something different. And I, I thank a lot of the – I mean, I thank social media for that because it helped me understand that whatever I was thinking about doing is not wrong or – that inspired me to do something similar to another show. So I do thank social media for that. I think what would be really cool to see would be a grid of maybe nine different plates of yours and see if someone could pick out the mood behind it. That's actually a really cool, that's a really cool idea. Like, like a Frank mood ring. Yeah. 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 Couldn't you see that? Like couldn't, couldn't you see that, like in a gallery, almost like in a in a legit gallery? Of course, it could imagine it in his Instagram gallery, but that could be a really interesting. That would be really cool. Food installation at a like a legit gallery. I think that would be really neat. That would be really cool. I'm gonna write that down before I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna write an I'm gonna write an, a whole email for Frank. After we hang yes. tonight, I'm gonna be like, "Don't forget, don't forget this." Yes, we should know that I'm not good with emails. Yeah, Frank. Frank uh, confesses yeah, that he's not great with his emails, but that does it doesn't matter. You're great with great with your food, so. Oh, thank you. It's always an assistant for other things like that, right, Dave? Absolutely. So, so what's next for you, Frank? Like, what, where where are you headed? What are you doing? What do you got going on coming up? Trying to work on doing my own show. Um, 
I had a concept that was being tossed around a lot, and can can you give us any? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Um, but do do I want to jump into a comp another competition show? I don't know. Before I do my own. Um, now, can you tell us this? Would yours be the competition style or no? No, 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 no. It's more. Uh, it's more geared towards educational. In the in the meantime, where can where can people find you? What would you like to direct our listeners to? Um, I would say probably Instagram, uh, Chef Frank Bellotti at Chef Frank Bellotti, or uh, amazing stuff. By the way, oh, yeah, thank you. Really, I want to thank you for joining us. Absolutely, thank you for having me. Frank, absolutely glad. Awesome. Hey, nothing but luck for the show and everything. Very fucking cool. 